All right, we're going to be discussing the position of the Ramban that there is a special mitzvah, a halacha, that you have to count the months of the year beginning with the month of Nisan. And then we'll see some of the discussion around this, some of the ideas that are discussed in this context, and some of the practical halacha about how it is that we do not do this nowadays. So this comment of the Ramban appears in his commentary on the Torah in Parsha's bow in Parak Yud Bey's Pasuk Bey's. The Torah there tells us that Vayom HaShem al-Moshev al-Aron, HaShem said to Moshe and Aaron, Be'eretz Mitzrayim, Lemor, in the land of Egypt, saying, HaChodesh HaZelachem Rosh Chodashim. This month, it's a reference to Nisan, which was coming up, is going to be the new month. Rishon Hu Lachem L'Chodshei Hashana. It's the first month of the year. So on a simple level, Hashem is just telling Moshe and Aaron that the way the Jewish calendar is structured is that Nisan is the first month from which we begin counting. The Ramban, though, reads this a bit differently. He says, Zu mitzvah rishona Yisrael al Moshe. This was the first mitzvah that the Jews were given from Hashem through Moshe. So according to the Ramban, this is not just the fact that Hashem is telling Moshe that the months of the year on the Jewish calendar begin with Nisan. Nisan is the first month, but rather it's a mitzvah, it's a commandment that whenever the Jews are counting the months of the year, they must count Nisan as the first month. And based on this, the Ramban explains why the Torah uses the phrase that Moshe and Aaron were in Eretz Mitzrayim. We know that. It doesn't usually tell us where they got their prophecy. So the Ramban says, based on this approach, the Torah is making a distinction that the rest of the mitzvot were given at Har Sinai. But this mitzvah was given in Eretz Mitzrayim. So it's trying to call attention to the fact that even though this is a mitzvah, it's different than other mitzvahs in that it was given in Egypt. So the Ramban's approach to this mitzvah helps make sense of the phrase Be'eretz Mitzrayim. But the Ramban raises that there's a big problem with this reading, which is in the next Pasuk, so in Pasuk Gimel, it says, Dabru al-Kaladas Yisrael, Moshe and Aaron are told, speak to the Jewish people and tell them to take a, an animal for the Karban Pesach. According to the Ramban, though, that Pasuk Beis, the Pasuk before Pasuk Gimel, is also a mitzvah, that they have to count the months beginning with Nisan. So why does the Torah only say this phrase, Dabru al-Kaladas Yisrael, speak to the Jewish people, in Pasuk Gimel, when it's talking about the Karban Pesach, why doesn't it use it one Pasuk earlier when it's talking about the mitzvah of counting from Nisan? In other words, if Pasuk Beis is not a mitzvah, then it makes sense why the Torah didn't tell Moshe to specifically tell the Jewish people the words of Pasuk Beis because it was really just for Moshe and Aaron. Only Pasuk Gimel was for everybody. But according to the Ramban, that Pasuk Beis was also a mitzvah, so then it also should have been related to the Jewish people. So the Ramban says that two answers. The first is that there's a distinction between a mitzvah, which is for future generations of Jewish people, in other words, for all time, versus an immediate mitzvah for that generation of Jews to do ASAP, right away. So Pusik Beis is a mitzvah for all time. So therefore, it doesn't have to be specifically told to be said to the Jewish people. Just telling Moshe and Aaron is the equivalent. It's the same thing as telling the Jewish people because they understand that it's a halacha for all time. But the Pasuk Gimel, which is saying a commandment which has to be done immediately, meaning that generation of Jewish people has to go get the animal for the carbon Pesach, so there it had to specifically say, 
go tell all of the Jewish people. Then the Ramban says a second answer, which he says is more midrashic, and that is that we learn out from the word lachem, hachodesh hazel lachem, this month is for you, that the Kiddush HaChodesh, the sanctification of the new month, needs a Bezdin Mumchin, a court of experts in Halacha, just like Moshe and Aaron. Meaning because the commandment was given to Moshe and Aaron, and they of course were great experts in Halacha, so every court that does Kiddush HaChodesh has to be specialists in these Halachas. So that's why, says the Ramban, the Torah couldn't have said, Dabro Kol Adas Yisrael, speak to all the Jewish people in Pasuk Beis, because then we would no longer be able to derive from there that it has to be experts. It would sound like anyone is okay. The whole Jewish people who are not experts in these halachas. So that's why Pasuk Beis is only addressed to Moshe and Aaron. And then in Pasuk Gimel, which is beginning the Karban Pesach, it says to tell all of the Jewish people. But the words of Pasuk Beis were also a commandment meant for all of the Jewish people. So that's the Ramban's reading of these Pesukim. Now, the Ramban explains what's the essence of this mitzvah. So he explains that the Jews have to count Nisan as the first month. And then from then on, they count the next month, the second, and the month after that, the third. So uh, Er would be number two, Sivan would be number three, until we finish the year. And the reason for this is, it's in order to have a memorial for the great miracle of Yetzias Mitzrayim, so that every time we mention one of the months of the year, it reminds us of Yetzias Mitzrayim. So by calling Iyar the second month, we think to ourselves, well, the second month to what? So we remember it's the second month to Yetzias Mitzrayim, and therefore, anytime we use the calendar, we're going to remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We have many mitzvahs, which are Zecher Litzias Mitzrayim. And this, according to the Ramban, is another one in the group, which helps us constantly remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And he compares this to a mitzvah, which again is a mitzvah, according to the Ramban, to count from Shabbos the days of the week. So Sunday would be the first of Shabbos. Monday would be the second of Shabbos instead of using the words Sunday and Monday. So according to the Ramban, it's the same thing. Just like that helps us remember Shabbos by counting every day from Shabbos, so counting every month from Nisan helps us remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And he even sharpens this idea because he points out that Nisan is not the beginning of the year. Tishrei is the beginning of the year. The Torah is very clear about that. So when we count from Nisan, it makes it very clear we're not counting from the beginning of the year. We're counting from the beginning of Nisan, which is a strange thing to do. Why don't we just count from the beginning of the year? So the answer is it reminds us of Yitzhak Mitzrayim in a very powerful way by constantly emphasizing that on the Jewish calendar, we do not count from Tishrei, even though it's the beginning of the year, but rather we count from Nisan because that's the season of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. It's like in these schools where they have a calendar that counts 180 days down to the end of the school year. So it's not that that's the end of the secular year, that's going to be in January 1st, but they're emphasizing that the school year is really what structures these kids in the classroom's lives. So this would be the same thing. We're emphasizing that Nisan is an important date for us because of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Now, the Ramban asks the obvious question, which is, we do not do this. We call Nisan not the first month, but we call it Nisan. We call Iyar not the second month, but the month of Iyar. And this isn't even new. If you look towards the end of the period of the Tanakh and Megillus Esther and in the later Nevi'im in Zechariah and Ezra and Nehemiah, they already begin using 
the names of the months that we use on every Jewish calendar. And throughout the Gemara, they use all these names constantly. Tammuz, Sivan, Av, they're constantly using the names that we use. And the reason for this shift historically, and the Ramban himself says this, is because these were Persian and Babylonian names for the months. That's where the Jewish people got them from. That's why when they went into exile in Bavel, and Megillus Esther happens in Persia, so that's when they first started using the names of these months. In Esther, it even says the phrase, Bachodesh Harishon, Hu Chodesh Nisan. In the first month, which is Nisan. So the Ramban points out that shows that most of their Jewish readers at that time might not have known what the month of Nisan is. They had to explain to them that it's the first month. And even nowadays, the Ramban says that the Persians and the Medians and the Babylonians use these names of the months of Nisan and Tishrei that are on the Jewish calendar. So these are not originally Jewish names. These were names that the Jews picked up in exile. And the Gemara itself says the phrase, Shemos Chadoshim Alu Imanu Mi Bavel, that the names of the months came up from Bavel. And then they were adapted into the Jewish calendar. That was the process by which we got what we call the Hebrew months names. But according to the Ramban, this should all violate the first mitzvah in the Torah, which is that you're not allowed to name the months. You have to count from the month of Nisan, the first month, the second month, the third month. So how is it that suddenly all the months got names and we stopped counting from the month of Nisan? So the Ramban gives a fascinating answer. He says it's based on a pasuk in the Navi Yirmiyahu in Perak Tes Zayin, pasuk Yedal Tes Vav. Yirmiyahu says, V'lo yeyamer od chay Hashem asher helaz b'nei Yisrael me'eretz Mitzrayim. He's trying to tell the Jewish people that the redemption from the exile in Bavel is going to be so great that no longer will Hashem be praised for having taken the Jews out of Egypt. But rather Hashem will now be praised for having redeemed them from Bavel. So there's an idea that the redemption from Bavel is going to overshadow and sort of replace on some level Yitzias Mitzrayim. And in his drasha for Rosh Hashanah, the Ramban even adds that it's almost a command from Yirmiyahu that they should shift the commemoration of Yitzias Mitzrayim to remember the redemption from Bavel. So based on that, says the Ramban, that's why the names of the months were changed. The original plan of the Torah was to count the months, number one, number two, number three, from Nisan, in order to commemorate Yitzias Mitzrayim, so that we would always remember the season of Yitzias Mitzrayim when counting the months. But once they left Bavel, so the plan changed, and they started to count them with Babylonian names in order to remember the redemption from Bavel. So that's why this change happened in order to switch this commemoration from Yitzhak Mitzrayim to being saved from Bavel. Now, there's a number of problems with the Ramban's explanation, which we'll get into in a moment. But first, this whole idea requires a bit more explanation. How is it that by using Babylonian names, it helps remind us of the redemption from the Babylonian exile. So the Ramban seems to be saying a very nice idea over here, which is that in each exile, the Jewish people picked up certain cultural influences from the people who had exiled them from the countries that they lived in. And the fact that those were assimilated into Jewish tradition and they became part of the Jewish religion, which then continued and survived that exile, 
that itself is a way to commemorate the redemption from that exile. In other words, the fact that we Jews picked up the Babylonian names for the months, and yet we still persevered and we still endured as Jews committed to Judaism, that's a way to remember very powerfully the fact that we were in exile in Bavel, and yet we survived and we're still thriving as Jewish people. So that seems to be the explanation for the Ramban, why switching the names of the months from numbers to Babylonian names is a powerful way to remember the redemption from Galus Bavel. Now, just to build on this for a moment, in the commentary on the Ramban, the Hadre Kodesh from Rav Hadar Yehuda Margolin, so he has a very nice discussion of all this, and he quotes from the Sefer Keser Kahuna on the Sifri, that he explained based on this Ramban, why do we use the passage of Halach Ma'anya to introduce the whole Haggadah? It's a very strange passage and there's a lot of problems with it. And one of the classic issues with Halach Ma'anya is that it's all in Aramaic. So why is the beginning of the Magid section of the Haggadah a section which is written in Aramaic? So he suggests a very beautiful idea based on the Ramban that that's exactly the point. We want to begin the Haggadah, which celebrates Yitzhak Mitzrayim, with specifically something that's written in Aramaic, which is a reminder that we were exiled in Aramaic-speaking lands in Galus Bavel. So we're trying to remember that redemption at the Seder by starting off with an Aramaic passage. So the same way we changed the names of the months in order to remember the redemption from Bavel in the same way we start the Seder, which is all about Tzies Mitzrayim with an Aramaic passage to also remind us of the redemption from Bavel. And he also quotes from a Sefer Leiv Tzion to explain based on this why in the Birkas HaChodesh that we say on the Shabbos of Shabbos Mevarchim, we use the phrase, that Hashem who redeemed our ancestors from slavery to freedom. So he explains that according to the Ramban, because the names of the months are a reminder that we were redeemed from the Galus Bavel, so that's why when we do Birkas HaChodesh, we remember the exile and the redemption. So there's some very nice ideas based on the Ramban's approach that the names of the months which came from Bavel are a reminder that we were redeemed from the Babylonian exile. Now, there are some issues with the Ramban's approach. And the first of all is that in Megillus Esther, they were not redeemed yet, and they were still using the names of the Babylonian months. The uh, second issue is that obviously we have not replaced Zechel Itzias Mitzrayim with the redemption from Bavel. Most of the mitzvahs that we do, we continue to do Zechel Itzias Mitzrayim, and we haven't tried to incorporate the redemption from Bavel in them. So uh, these are all uh, problems with the Ramban's approach. But the biggest problem here, and this already is something that the Ikrim and the Abarbanel questioned the Ramban's approach on, is how could you change a law of the Torah because something else happened in Jewish history which made us want to commemorate it? If the Torah said that we have to count the months beginning from Nisan, then how on earth could they have changed it because they wanted to also commemorate the redemption from Babel. So this is a very big issue with the Ramban's approach. So there's two major explanations in the Rishonim. The Sefer HaIkrim in Gimel Tes Zion explains that according to the Ramban, this was a time-limited mitzvah. In other words, built into Rishon Hulachem L'chot Ashana, that it's the first month of the year, 
was a stipulation that it's only so long as Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is the primary redemption. But once they were redeemed from Bavel and it replaced Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim according to Yirmiyahu's Nevuah, so then they understood that now they should change the names of the months in a way that commemorates the redemption from Bavel. So that's the Ikrim's main approach, that this was, to begin with, a mitzvah which was built in the stipulation that once Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is not the primary redemption, then they can change it. So the question over here is that whoever heard of a mitzvah which is given to people to decide when that mitzvah should be ended? That's certainly not an idea that we generally are comfortable with. So Zabar Benel, in his commentary on the Torah here and in his book Rosh Amana in Parak Yud Gimel, so he has a different approach. He says that there's no problem to use a name of the month if it's in addition to the number of the month. So if you want to call Nisan the first month and also Nisan, that's not a problem, so long as you don't replace the number of the months. And that's how he reads this Pasuk in Megillah's Esther, Bachodesh HaRishon Hu Chodesh Nisan, in the first month, which is Chodesh Nisan, which is that they didn't replace the counting of the months. That would have been a problem. But all they did was they added, in addition to counting the months from the month of Nisan, they also gave them names. So the month of Nisan is the first month and Nisan. The month of Er would be the second month and Er. So that's the uh, Barbanel's approach. It's not a problem to use a name for a month so long as you also use the number counting from Nisan. Now, the problem, of course, is that all throughout the Gemara, we use the names of the month without identifying the number of the month. So the Gemara is constantly talking about Av and Elul and all sorts of months, and it never once identifies them by their number from Nisan. So just because there's this one Pasuk in Esther where it does identify it by both the name and the number does not seem to resolve this whole issue sufficiently. Now, perhaps the simplest approach is the third one, which is in the commentary of the Hakosev on Ein Yaakov at the beginning of Megillah. And he suggests that there's no problem to give the month's names so long as when you count them, you count from Nisan. In other words, the Torah is not saying that it's prohibited to call the month of E-R, E-R. You have to call it the second month. It's saying that if you count the months, then you have to count the month of E-R as number two. But if you want to give it a totally different name like E-R, if you want to give the next month the name of Sivan, that doesn't matter. So that's why there's no problem that in later books of Tanakh and in the Gemara and nowadays on our Jewish calendars, we use the Babylonian origin names of Nisan, E-R, Sivan, Tammuz, etc. That's no problem because if we were to count it, then we would be counting it from the month of Nisan. So those are three approaches in the Mefarshim to make sense of why this is not a violation of the mitzvah of the Torah, according to the Ramban, the fact that nowadays we no longer count the months on the Jewish calendar by their number from Nisan, but rather we use the names that we call the Hebrew calendar names, which are really from Babylonian calendars. So according to each of those approaches, that would resolve why there's no violation of the mitzvah. Now, in the Sefer Hadri Kodesh, the commentary on the Ramban, on Shmos, in the back, he has a long discussion about this, and he goes through these approaches. And on page 476, he quotes 
that the author of the Kiddush Shulchan Aruch in a book called Lechem HaPanim, in Simen Samach Beis, Sifkan Aleph, so he makes an interesting comment, and this would be based on the Hakosev's approach to this whole issue, that you're allowed to call the months by names, but you're not allowed to give them numbers which don't count from Nisan. So he points out, based on this, that the practical halacha should be that all the documents and contracts that we write and all the letters that we write are in Russian. He's writing in Russia. So he says that if you want to use the secular calendar names, you would have to use the name of the month, but it would be prohibited to use a number. So for example, let's say you're writing in February, you could say February, but you could not say the second month, right? When we use a shorthand for the months, we do February as two dash whatever the date is. So according to the Lechem HaPanim, that would be a problem because that would violate the mitzvah of Rishon Hulachem Lechad Shana. Nisan has to be the first month, not January. So you would be allowed to call it March or April or May or other secular names, but you would not be allowed to use the shorthand, according to the Lechem HaPanim, of saying it's the third month or the fourth month or the fifth month from January, because then that would violate this mitzvah of the Ramban. So now this is obviously a very practical halachic discussion because many of us do use shorthand to refer to the secular months. And the question is, how do we get away with that? So Reb Lazer Silver in the Anfei Eras in volume one on page 18 has a discussion of this and he quotes a couple of leniencies. The first one comes from Reb Yeruchim Perlo in his commentary on the Sefer HaMitzvot of Rav Sadia Gaon. He has a long discussion of this Ramban in the Mitzvah Nun Vav. And he basically points out at great length that even though the Ramban says this position, that it's a mitzvah to count the months beginning with Nisan, and the Ritva in Rosh Hashanah also says the same approach, and the Abarbanel and the Ikrim through their discussion seem to be accepting that there is a mitzvah to count from Nisan, even though they debate whether it's still in effect nowadays, but they do seem to accept that reading of the Pasuk. But he points out that in no other Rishonim do we find this notion. The Rambam doesn't mention it, the Bahag, Rav Sad Yagon. And he even has some comments in the Rishonim that seem to disagree with the Ramban's approach. So basically, he maintains that the vast majority of Rishonim do not agree with the Ramban's prohibition on counting the months in any other way other than from Nisan. But he adds an interesting idea, and he says that there's a machlokus between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua when the world was created, in Tishrei or in Nisan. So he says the only way you could say the Ramban's approach, that the Torah is telling us you have to count from Nisan, is if the world was created in Tishrei. So then why are we saying that Nisan is the first month? It must be that there's a mitzvah to count from Nisan because that's the month of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. But if the world was created in Nisan, so then there's no mitzvah to count from Nisan. It's very simple why the months begin from Nisan. That's the date when the world was created. So we count the months from the beginning of creation. So he says that the machlokas between the Ramban versus the other Rishonim, presumably the Rambam and the majority of the Rishonim who do not consider this a mitzvah, is whether we hold that the world was created in Nisan or in Tishrei. So the Ramban and the Ritva are paskening like Rebbe Eliezer that the world was created in Tishrei and that's why they read the Pasuk 
of Rishon Hu Lachem Ashana that it's a mitzvah to count from Nisan, whereas the other Rishonim are holding like Rabbi Yeshua that the world was created in Nisan, so there's no special mitzvah to count from Nisan, it's just telling us the fact that the months begin with Nisan. Now Rabbi Yeruchim Perlo has a long discussion of this and he goes through a lot of the material we covered. He raises a lot of the issues with the Ramban that we have so many places in later Tanakh and throughout the Gemara where the months are identified using their names, not their numbers from Nisan. And he goes through the Ikrim and the Abarbanel and he raises all the issues that we discussed, and then he says that it has to be like the Hakosev, that it's only if you're counting the months that it has to be from Nisan, but not if they have names. But uh, he's not even happy with that, because he says the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, when it talks about the Mishnah, that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for Chadashim, it's the beginning of the new year for Chadashim, so the Gemara seems to imply that that's just a semantic issue, how you call it. But it doesn't seem to say that there's a real mitzvah that you have to count from Nisan, that there's a practical halachic ruling that emerges from this line of the Mishnah. So that seems to be unlike the Ramban. And he quotes from the Yushalmi that it seems to reject the Ramban's extension of this whole idea to the days of the week, that you have to count it from Shabbos. But the Yushalmi says that we don't have a source in the Torah that you have to count Monday as Shani B'Shabbos, the second of Shabbos. So that seems to go against the Ramban's idea uh, that he extended to the days of the week too. And uh, finally, he's bothered that nobody counted this in their list of the 613 mitzvahs. And even the Ramban himself, who wrote a list of the 613 mitzvahs, he himself never mentioned that you have to count the months from Nisan. So this is a major omission if the Ramban holds that halachically that's a mitzvah. So he has a suggestion that maybe the Ramban holds that it's part of the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh. In other words, you don't need to count it as a separate mitzvah because it's included in the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh, which is already in the list of 613. But Rabbi Yeruchim Perlo is very unhappy with that approach and he says that there's no indication that when you announce the new month as part of the Kiddush HaChodesh, you have to say what number it is. So when you do the Kiddush HaChodesh of Nisan, you don't have to say it's the first month. The Mishnah seems to imply that all you have to do is say, Mikudash, it's sanctified. But there is no need to identify the number from Nisan. Whereas if the Ramban holds that that's the meaning of the Pasuk, of HaChodesh HaZalachem, Rosh Chadoshim, that you have to do Kiddush HaChodesh, and it has to be from counting from Nisan. So then why shouldn't you have to say, uh, this is the new month, Mikudash, it's sanctified, and it's month number X, whatever it is, three, four, five from Nisan. So he says it can't be that this mitzvah is included in Kiddush HaChodesh because it's not part of that mitzvah, it's not related to it. So he has a suggestion that the Ramban maybe changed his mind. In other words, at first he held that the halacha is like Rebbe Eliezer, that the world was created in Tishrei. So that's why he said there's a mitzvah to count from Nisan. But then later on he changed his mind like the majority of Rishonim, that the halacha is like Rabbi Yoshua, that the world was created in Nisan. And therefore the Torah is just telling us the fact that the months count from creation, but there is no mitzvah to count specifically from Nisan, and that's why the Ramban did not include it in his counting of the mitzvahs. So those are some of the highlights of Rabbi Rocham Perlo's lengthy discussion of this, but he certainly seems to be adopting a much more lenient position and even suggesting that the Ramban himself might have backtracked from this stringency. So that would be one option for why we are very lenient in this issue and we call the names of the months 
secular names and we even use shorthand and identify them by their numbers on the secular calendar based on Rabbi Rucham Perlow's argument that the majority of the Rishonim disagree with the Ramban's approach. Now, Reb Lazar Silver also quotes that Reb Nachum Kasher in the Torah Shlema in the volume on Parshas Bo at the end, page 179 to 181, he also has a discussion of this and he goes through the sources of the Ramban and the Ritva and the Abarbanel and the Ikrim and the Hakosev and this whole discussion. And he quotes Rabbi Rocham Perlow's discussion of the Ramban. And he's very bothered also by this issue that when we do Kiddush HaChodesh or when we do Shabbos Mevarchim, why don't we use the proper number for the month? So why don't we announce uh, this is the month of Sivan, the third month of the year? And he points out that the Ramban extended this whole idea also to the days of the week, that we should be counting the first day of Shabbos, the second day of Shabbos, instead of Sunday and Monday. But Rav Kasher says that it could be when we say in the morning with the Shir Shel Yom, Hayom Yom Rishon B'Shavis or Hayom Yom Sheni B'Shavis, so that already fulfills that mitzvah and we're done for the day. The rest of the day we can refer to it as Sunday or Monday or Tuesday because we've already fulfilled that mitzvah by calling it Rishon B'Shavis one time. So we're saying the Shir Shel Yom or at least that first line would be very important according to the Ramban to do that mitzvah once a day. But if so, he says, then it should be the same thing when it comes to the months. There may not be an obligation to refer to the month by its number every time you talk about it. So let's say during the 30 days of ER, you might not have to call it the second month every single time you say what month it is. But you might have to do it just once, the same way we do it on Rishon B'Shabbos and Shani B'Shabbos. You do it once and then you're done for the day. So you could do it once for the month and then you're done for the month. So he's very bothered. Why don't we at least do it one time when we first announce the month, say it's the first month, it's the second month, it's the third month, whatever it is, so that at least we fulfilled this mitzvah of the Ramban one time, even if every time we talk about the month, we're not going to use the number from Nisan. So those are some of the ideas in the Achron and why we can be lenient in this whole issue. But having said that, Reb Lazer Silver does conclude his short discussion of this and he says, based on everything we've just said, he says, I'm very surprised that I see Rabbonim February, May, that when they're writing the secular months, February or May, Kosvin Tachas Hashem Roshmin Misbar Chodeshal February Kosvin two May five. When they write February, instead they write the number two with a little dash. And for May they do five. V'chein Hala etc. V'lo Choshesh Ula Ramban Varitva. They're not concerned that the Ramban and the Ritva two major Rishonim hold that this is against the Dindo Raisa of counting Nisan as the first of the month. So uh, ultimately he's agreeing with the stringency of the author of the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch that if you're going to use the secular months, at least use their names, not the number that they are from January. So that's the stringent opinion of the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch and Reb Lazer Silver. Now, having gone through some of the classical sources on this, let's see how it came down in the poskim. So, the Chassam Sofer, in his comments on the Torah and Torah's Moshe here, so he quotes the Ramban, 
And then he says, Vizetochachas Musar Shinichto Bamechtovimechadome, Yom Rishon Shabbos, Vichodesh Rishon. He says this is a Musar point that we really should be writing in our letters, Yom Rishon Bishabbos, and the first month to refer to Nisan. We should not be using these non-Jewish names of Sunday and Monday and January and February, but we should really be reminding ourselves about Shabbos, about the creation, Brias Shamayim Va'aretz, and Yitzias Mitzrayim, and all these tremendous events in Jewish history. Which the Torah wants us to constantly be remembering, and uh, he concludes the lo chas v'shalom kemisparim shal umos haolam. We should not be using chas v'shalom the secular counting. Now, the posek who's best known for being against using secular dates was a student of the Chasim Sofer, and very much had his hashkafa. And that is the Maram Shik. So in his chuvas in Yoridayas in Kufain Aleph, he's asked about a little bit of a more extreme case, which is on someone's matseva, their headstone, they wrote it in non-Hebrew letters and they put the date using the secular calendar date. So instead of putting the Jewish year, they put the non-Jewish year. So the Maram Shik was very upset about this. And he says, how dare you tamper with the headstone, which is so crucial and symbolic for all our beliefs. And you use a non-Jewish language and you use the date, which is a Christian date. He says it's a terrible thing to do. And even more than that, he says he thinks it's a violation of the mitzvah do raisa that you cannot mention Avodah Zorah names. It says, V'shem Elohim Acherim Lo Kira, that you shouldn't be using the names of Avodah Zarah. So here you're going ahead and you're using accounting, which is from a Christian source. So that is a violation of mentioning Avodah Zarah. So he's very upset about this Matseva, which was written with the secular year. So both Rav Ovadia Yosef and his Chuvas Yabi Omer, Yoridea Chelek Gimel Simen Test, and the Tzitz Eliezer and his Chuvas in Chelek Ches Simen Ches. So they both discuss this position of the Maram Shik. And they point out that even though there are other poskim that agree with the Chasam Sofer Maram Shik overall view that it's a terrible thing to use secular dates, specifically the Get Pashut, which is on the laws of Gittin. So he writes that if a get is written using the secular date, it may not even be a kosher get because you're not allowed to mix in things related to Avodah in a get. So he goes so far as to even say that this get may not be usable if it uses a secular date. But the Ravavad Yosef and the Tzitzeliazer both point out that there are some problems with this whole approach. First of all, when it comes to the get, so the get mekushar and the Arachashulchan both disagree with this and they're more lenient and they say that just using a secular date is not the same as mentioning Avodah Zarah. And Ravavad Yosef also quotes this from the Mordechai that using Avodah Zarah means something which has a connotation of Avodah Zarah. But nowadays, when people use the name January, February, it may come from names which were once associated with Avodah Zarah, but that whole connotation has been lost. Nobody is using those names in any Avodah Zarah context anymore. They're just cultural words at this point. So it's not a violation of using Avodah Zarah to use those names in the context of the calendar. And Rav Ovadi Yosef even adds a fascinating historical discussion. He quotes all sorts of sources from the Gemara and other Jewish historical sources that the dating of the Christian calendar is not even correct according to the Gemara's historical timeline. So the whole notion that the secular calendar is related to Christian history, says Rav Yosef, is not even correct 
we reject that timeline. And therefore, we hold that even if that's what their intention is, but they're just making a mistake, and it would be okay to use the Christian timeline for the years. It has nothing to do with Avodah Zarah. So both Ravad Yosef and the Tzitz Eliezer are very lenient. And they also have a fascinating discussion. They quote all sorts of great achronim who used the secular calendar. So there's a letter from the Shach that he wrote to a philosopher, and there he finishes off by dating it the 3rd of February, and he uses the secular calendar year. And the other major achronim also, the Ramah and the Maram Padwa and Rab Shlomo Eger, so a great achronim all use the secular dates and the secular calendar. So it seems very clear that this is allowed. And Rav Avad Yosef says that even the Chassam Sofer himself, who we know is so against using the secular date, but even him we have a letter from where he does use the secular date, and the reason is because he was writing it to the authorities so he knew that, you know, you have to cooperate with their rules. You can't start using the Hebrew calendar. So therefore, when it was necessary, he also went ahead and used the secular date. And for many people, if they're in business, if they're out in the world dealing with non-Jews, so they have to use the proper date. They don't have the luxury of being able to write it according to the Jewish date. So uh, both of those great poskim conclude that this would be allowed both to use the secular year and the secular names for the months. And the Rav Yosef does make the point that we mentioned earlier that if you can avoid calling February, let's say the second month and instead call it February, that's better to avoid the Ramban's issue of counting to months which are not Nisan. But he doesn't seem to feel that this is a major halachic problem if you do call February the second month. Now, they do make the point that when it comes to Matseva, so that's different. That's something that's more concrete and it's going to be there forever and it memorializes someone. So there it's certainly a bad idea to start using all the secular calendars and dating. It's a nice thing to use the Jewish date. So a Matseva is a bit more stringent than just writing a letter. And even when it comes to letters... So they both say that it's a nice thing if you're able to use the Hebrew dates, so then that's certainly nicer than using the secular dates, even if it's not a major halachic problem to use the secular dates. So basically, if it's a business or if it's something which is necessary to use secular dates for, so then that would certainly be okay. But if it's just a letter to a Jewish friend and you're able to use the Hebrew date, so then that would be nice to do. And the Tzitz Eliezer even adds a few ways to do this even nicer. He says that if you don't identify that you're counting based on the Christian calendar, so then it's less of a problem. In other words, to say that it's the secular year because it's the Christian year would be a bigger problem than to just use the secular year without identifying it as such. And even better than all that, and this the Chassam Sofer himself does, is that you say lemisparam, according to their counting. So you're sort of identifying that it's not the Jewish counting, but you're using it because it's necessary in this context. And uh, then he even adds another solution, which is that if you also put the Jewish calendar date together with the secular calendar date, so then that might also not be a problem because you're showing that, yes, you're using the secular calendar date, but it's in addition to you're also using the Jewish calendar date. So those are some of the halachic ideas and practical suggestions which come out of this whole discussion. So just to review briefly, there are two major problems we've seen with using secular dates. One is in the Ramban, that it's a problem to use 
any date which does not count the months from Nisan. So using February or Nisan, any of those would be a problem. And we've seen a number of approaches to make sense of our own Jewish calendar, how we use the names Nisan and Iyar instead of the first month and the second month. So that's an early problem, which is already raised in the Rishonim. And then there's another problem, which is not raised in the Rishonim at all. The first we hear about it is very late in the period of the Achronim, like the Get Pashud and the Maram Shik, and they are bothered by the idea that you would count to a secular date, which is based on Christianity. So as we've seen the practical halacha and the Titzel Yezer and Ravavad Yosef, they both point out that since the issue of using the secular calendar is not mentioned at all in the Rishonim, and we even have great Achronim who did use the secular calendar, so that does not seem to be a halachic problem, it's nice if you can use the Jewish calendar, and certainly for a matseva headstone, it's nice to use the Jewish dates, maybe even in addition to the secular dates, to at least just have the Jewish dates on there, but there does not seem to be a serious halachic problem using secular dates. So that's all with regard to the Maram Shik's problem. But with regard to the Ramban's position, that when you count the months, it has to be done from Nisan. So we've seen that here the poskim are a little more concerned and they do suggest trying to use the names February and March and things like that as opposed to giving them numbers because that might be a bigger issue to count from January instead of counting from Nisan. But again, we've seen that there are approaches that would be lenient in that situation. We saw Rabbi Rucham Perlo, who maintains that most Rishonim disagree with the Ramban. We saw the Ikrim, who maintains that the whole mitzvah was only time-limited until they came out of Bavel. So that might be another solution to how you can use shorthand and identify February as the second month. Although that approach would raise a new issue, which is we might need to call them specifically by the Babylonian names in order to remember the redemption from Bavel. So those are some practical guidelines for using secular dates.